What's up, guys? Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week, we'll cover the topics most important to you from marketing and selling your products to winning on social media and everything in between. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a part-time content creator running Fix This, Build That, and my co-host John Malecki is a full-time furniture maker running metal and wood custom furniture. Over the past few years, we've seen the value of bouncing ideas back and forth, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Last week, we talked about Instagram and the importance of growing community on your channel. Today, we'll be hitting part two in our Instagram series. We're going to be talking about how to grow your Instagram following. So get ready for some solid tips and some things you can do today to grow your account. What's up, John? Hey, buddy. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm excited about today's episode because I know folks are always asking, how do you grow your Instagram channel? Yeah, buddy. I'm pumped. This is the, uh, this is the meat during the main course here on our Instagram uh, series. And I know a lot of people are really going to like what we're, what we're putting out here today. Absolutely. We're going to lay a content sandwich on them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, I mean, we could make this real short and sweet, right? What was it? Were they like, was it 99 cents a follower for you or was it, uh, did you get a bundle, you know, 10 bucks for a hundred? Yeah, I was actually um, segmenting mine into the Middle East and I got a really good discount. <laughs> so so for the record, before we get started, I have never and will never pay a dime for an Instagram subscriber. Uh, that is absolutely a way to grow your channel and that is absolutely the wrong way to do it. So, And I know, know John's the same way. So what we're going to tell you today, we're going to give you actual tips on how to grow. Like we talked about last week, we talked about community. And that's what you're really trying to do is grow folks who are going to be solid in your tribe, in your community, uh, not just a number on a page. So with that being said, why don't we jump in here? So we've kind of laid it out and in, into a few different topics. But um, I think the first one is like what we said last week, right, John? The biggest thing is is it starts with community. So this builds in the series and the community is where you're going to get your core base of followers, right? So when you first start out, so let's talk about just when you're starting account or you're fairly new, those folks that you connect with and you're going to grow your account by reaching out. You're going to grow by going out, liking accounts, uh, talking with other people in the comment sections, and then you're going to follow them. Some of them will follow you back. Some people will follow you. Then you'll say, hey, who is that? And check them out. So is that how it started with you, John, when you first came on I mean to get your initial following uh, well somewhat in the woodworking space absolutely um, remembering you know I came from football so I had some followers uh, that were interested in what I, what I was doing just because of that and um, when I really started focusing my content on woodworking and on furniture building that's when I realized the being involved in a community is the number one aspect of growing your your Instagram channel. And I think that's why we decided last week to have it as our our number one topic in the series. Um, because you nailed it. Once you start interacting with other makers, other, you know, other people in the space, uh, you're gonna see that reciprocation and that feedback coming back to you on what you're posting. So for me, um, once I once I jumped into it, I really started trying to comment more on other people's stuff. I tried to make more comment friendly type content um, in which I was asking for opinions. I was asking questions. I was asking um, for calls to action and, and clicking links and, and such. And I was really just trying to focus on that community dynamic that you were speaking of and that we talked about in, in depth last week in our last episode. Absolutely. So that that is, I think, the first one. And we'll just 
kind of layer on top of community connection. So get out there and connect with that. If, if you don't have a large following, you know, if you've got 100 people uh, that are following you, if you've got 200 people, uh, you know, get out there and see the folks. Also, one good way to do it that I've always found as well is to go look at the people who are following you and go see who they follow. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you'll find some cool accounts, especially for those folks who are new to the platform and, and haven't really looked at it. Um, exploring hashtags is a great way, right? Search for some hashtags, obviously the woodworking hashtag, but you know, that one's really big. You can get into some more finite ones. Like if you're, if you do a lot of reclaimed wood, you can look at the reclaimed wood hashtag. Um, if you're a wood turner, you can wood turning. Uh, so there's all types of different hashtags you can look to try to find folks and and really uh, give you those jumping off points for connecting and trying to, you know, just really see who's out there and, and grow your following while you're helping them grow theirs as well. Yeah. And uh, taking the platform itself and using it to find people to connect with is huge. Like you said, hashtag on Instagram is essentially the same concept as search on Google. When you're using hashtags, what what, what you're doing is um, becoming visible to other people using the same hashtags as well as you can use the hashtag to find other people. So you, you, you had a few great suggestions there with reclaimed wood and turning and, and woodworking. Um, but you can get written really niche down to specifically say a lot of people get started doing small parts projects, um, cutting board. Boards, uh, you know, butcher blocks, uh, birdhouses, uh, bottle bottle openers, stuff like that. You can search down to specifically things that are that small and connect with other people doing that. And that is a great way to start growing your account. Um, go find people that are making things similar to what you enjoy making and then start talking to them and interacting with them. What's great about Instagram now than what it was two years ago is you can DM anybody. So you can message oh, yeah. somebody, ask them a question about finish, ask them a question about uh, material types, ask them a question about a joinery method or whatever it might be. And you can really start connecting with others. And then you'll see they're, who they're interacting with on their channel and you'll, you'll start to notice things begin to roll. And that's all based on that community and that connection concept. Absolutely. You would not believe how many people that I've found through hashtag birdhouse. I mean, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so as you go on, uh, let's just say, okay, that's great. And even for like one to one. So let's say I go follow somebody, they follow me back. Uh, you may not know this, uh, you may, but they, there's a following limit. You can only follow 7,500 accounts, right? So let's just say you go out and follow 7,500 people and, and you, you can go in and kind of see that some of the accounts that'll just go follow, follow, follow. And, and I'll, I'll be straight up, right? That was like when I was first doing it, I would do that. I would go follow a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I started mm-hmm. going back and I really pared down my, who I follow. Um, as I looked at, oh, cause I just, I was just kind of exploring everything. And then when I went back, I'd go, oh, did this person follow me or not? Right. You go, you go like, like bomb somebody. Um, I was not above doing that. Right. When I first started out, I'm like, no, oh, no, neither was I you're neither trying was to, I. trying to get on somebody's radar. Uh, but anyway, so that's 7,500 following. So, you know, that's what's going to only get you so far, right. When you're the, the kind of the follow for follow, right. There's a lot of that, that, F for F, follow for follow, like for like, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are really just hacks at that point. Uh, yeah, when, those are, I feel like they're kind of old school too now with the new, the yeah. new Instagram and they're not as, they're not as good as they were a year ago or two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was down and dirty 2015 Instagram. So, yes. <laughs> so looking at that now let's get to the real meat, right? Which is the content. So mm-hmm. the, the community and the connection is great. Um, but really what's going to help you grow your account is all about the content. 
And, and I know, John, you hit it last week and you talked about Instagram is a visual platform. It's all about the visual aspect of people going on there. They're on their phone, right? It's all mobile. So they're flicking through their phone and what catches their eye, right? So when you're in, in that explore feed, um, you're surf, searching through hashtags, you know, the way I do it, the way I digest it, I'm, I'm just flicking through and then I see something that grabs me and I click on it and then I go from there and kind of look at it. So we'll talk about content here and there's a lot to go into. So we'll just start off with it is kind of like what I just said, right? So the first thing you do when I go see a count and I go, wow, that looks like a really cool piece. Like the first time I saw a river table, I was like, mm. whoa, like yes. who is this Who's... Greg Clausen dude? And what yes. is he doing? Because this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you click on that. And then the first thing you do, right, is you click on their feed. And so part of this is when somebody goes and says, hey, do I want to go follow John Malecki or do I want to go follow, fix this, build that? Um, They're going to click on the feed on your name and your feed is going to come up, right? So there's a few things here like the bio. So I think the bio is the first and foremost. Like what does your bio say? What do you -hmm. you want it to say? Uh, And you can put that, right? Depends upon if you're a hobby account or a business account um, and how you gear it. But that should really succinctly tell people what your feed is about. You know, why are you on Instagram? Some people uh, have like, you know, really witty stuff. Some people are just kind of down and dirty. Um, you know, I think mine's my tagline from from the website, which is just uh, woodworking and DIY projects, plans and tools. So just saying, hey, this is what I'm about. Uh, so that kind of sets the that sets the tone. And then below that, the feed. So, you know, what do you think about the feed, John? What do you think about the voice? Like when you look at somebody's feed, what are you looking for? And how does that come together in your mind when you're saying, hey, you know, is this channel look good or not? I think you um, I think you touched on a huge, very important concept with the bio that a lot of people miss on. Um, the, the bio needs to be crystal clear on what you're trying to portray in your channel voice. If you go on my bio, because my channel is my name, I don't repeat it. So I actually have Pittsburgh and custom furniture in my name. And now that's a little bit of a hack, but because my channel name is John Malecki, when you look me up, I don't need to say my name again as John Malecki. It just, it's redundant. So what I did was I used that opportunity for search in order to be seen in anyone looking for custom furniture in Pittsburgh. And I've, and that's a little business hack there. But as you go down, I describe what I'm making, you know, um, like you said, DIY projects, um, on your channel while I'm doing custom furniture in the metal and wood space. And then you can clearly see what's going on there. And that sets you up for what's going on in your feed. Um, So the feed concept that we touched on in episode one is something that a lot of people um, struggle to get at the beginning. And I did so too, you know, everything from the, the, photograph ratio to the sizing, um, as well as the types of content that you're putting out there and having similar edits and just having that overall cleanliness of it. Um, Instagram, it's, it's crazy concept that I've found out once <laughs> to promote feeds that look like Instagram's feed. It's crazy, <laughs> but their feed is what they want people's feeds looking like. And if you go on there, it's beautifully beautifully curated content that is very similar. It's all shot similar. It's all edited similar and it's all ratioed similar and it looks fantastic in uniformity. Um, as you scroll up and down, there's not individual things popping out. So that's one thing, um, when you're starting out is to start focusing on your feed. Um, 
it's a lot of trial and error, I think, when you're young on the platform. And I noticed this from what I was doing um, on what was working and what wasn't. But we talked a little bit last week about the types of content doing, you know, beauty shots and behind the scenes. Well, once you have your voice defined clearly, that's where you can really start driving your your feed to be consistent. Um, and that's the type of post you're putting out there. So say you want to start out posting once a day. You know, your Monday feed, you can be consistent with, a lot of people do say motivation Monday. Your Monday post is a quote. Your Tuesday post is behind the scenes. Your Wednesday post is a finish shot. Your Thursday post is a throwback. Your Friday post is a follow Friday. Your Saturday post is a beauty shot. Your Sunday post is something, but you become more consistent. So your feed, you can see as you go through it, you know, there's every seven days, it's the same style of post. That is not... I'm not saying that's a template or something you should do, but that's the type of consistency that you can pick up on a lot of people's feeds. Um, and then there's a lot of other things that go into it. I know that I try to use relative hashtags for daily postings, such as you know a couple I just mentioned with Throwback Thursday and Follow Friday and stuff to help can make my feed look more consistent. Um, and that's you know, just one way of the type of post you're putting out there. Um, there's a lot of other ways to, you know, get your feed up to speed. And I think one thing that's massively important that you've coached me up on a ton is the quality of the shot and like the type of shot, um, how it should be on there and how to clean that part up. The, the feed itself, you know, it can become a little bit cluttered with, you know, the, the scaling of the photographs and watermarking and not watermarking and all that stuff. I know you used to get on me for a long time about the watermarking stuff. What do you, uh, <laughs> and, and I mean, go and, and touch on that a little bit and why you think, you know, and I guess we can go a little bit back and forth, but yeah. I get that question a ton, watermarking versus not watermarking. What's your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll hit that and I want to back up cause there's one thing I really wanted to say on the bio too, but, um, I have never, it's interesting because I, I watermark all my stuff on the blog, mm -hmm. um, but I do not on Instagram. And I think it goes back to what we talked about and what you just said, right? Like Instagram doesn't have watermarks, right? <laughs> when you look it at these, these beauty shots of like folks who are, if you go to like some of the best ones to go and study off of would be like photography uh, accounts, right? They're just beautiful shots. And those folks, like those folks are like super hyper aware of copyright issues and, and all that stuff. Um, so, you know, what are you really trying to achieve by doing a cop, by doing a, uh, a watermark? Um, you know, you're basically just saying, Hey, if somebody steals my photo that I get credit, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm just, I don't think the return is there versus the clutter it adds to the picture. Mm -hmm. And so I've never done it because I think it's just more pure. And, you know, if somebody grabs your photo and reposts it, it's not like a blog where they're going to be reposting it and you know there's not as many scraper sites per se. Yeah. Um, and all you can do is hope that they they tag you anyway, right? If it's like one of these repost accounts or something, if somebody grabs it, then you know those have gotten pretty decent, right? Where most of them give good credit. So you know that'd probably be a good thing. Like you don't need and nobody's going to come follow you. Like if they see John Malecki the Builder, nobody's going to go search for that, right? When if, if yeah. somebody reposted your Instagram photo, that watermark really doesn't give you anything. Uh, no return. So, you know, I, I have not done it. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people that do and some are yeah. more tasteful than others. Um, but back real quick on the, on the bio thing, cause I was just thinking about this cause I, I just literally pulled up my page and I was thinking, um, I remember seeing, uh, so I've got, let's see here. So I've got my name uh, on here cause it's not obviously in my account. 
And then I've got my website um, because I actually don't have a business account. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually am on a personal account uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later about the analytics and everything. But um, then I've got three little uh, bullet points about where, you know, where I'm at and some contact info and then a link right where I say go go for plans. But what I've seen and so I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines is when people get go overboard and they do, you know, they'll have like dot woodworker, dot metalworker, dot furniture, dot and just have all these things. And what happens is when you look at their feed, you can't see any pictures. I mm-hmm. literally went onto this one account and I didn't see a single picture. It was all bio. And they only let you have so many characters in the bio. But if you do like a lot of um, enters sure. and bullet points, exactly, then you could get 12 of these things. So I would highly recommend to go look at your feed. And when you pull your feed up and look at it on a couple different phones, you should absolutely be able to see at least two pictures right when you hit land on the feed. If you cannot see two pictures, uh, I'm sorry, two rows, so six pictures. If you can't see six pictures, I would suggest you clean up your bio because it's that same thing that you're saying as far as when people land there, is that something that I want to look at? And, and, you know, hopefully there are going to be six pictures that kind of go together and tell a little bit of a story and then people will scroll down. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, um, touching on what you're saying in the bio itself, what I suggest is going into a note on your phone and typing your bio out, um, and then importing it onto the Instagram app. What this does is it gives you an opportunity to lay it out and look at it before it gets in there. If you put it right into the app, you can't actually put bullets. Um, I do like the concept of bullets and, and the reasoning behind that is because it makes it crystal clear and denotes exactly what you're doing. Looking at mine, it says, you know, like I said, Pittsburgh custom furniture. First bullet is I have a business account. So it says local business, but first bullet is commercial and residential. Second is design fabrication. Third is industrial reclaim, rustic design. The fourth bullet's my email and the fifth is my location, then a link. Um, now, because it's a business account, I do have call and email buttons. So you can see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, six, here we four. go, John. We're getting. Yeah, I can see on my phone. I can see three and like this little skinny line of the next of the next three. So but yeah. on the business accounts, you are going to get those buttons Correct. on your screen, which will drop it out. But I actually recently cleaned mine up because I noticed it was getting a little bit. I had woodworking. I had metalworking. I had them all in separate lines. And like Brad said it really dropped the photographs out there. And what I want you to come and look at my furniture, the bio needs to supplement it, but the bio also needs to be uh, nice and clean and to the point. Um, And then you can also, and a huge part of the bio that goes into it as well is making sure you have a call to action for your link. Um, So you never want to sacrifice the call to action on the link. As Brad said on his, uh, right now it's you know, click for plans. Mine is new video post with an arrow pointing down. So if you're looking at it, you want to not, you don't want to be sacrificing that sacrifice some of the, um, descriptives that are in there and that'll help define what you want out of your page. Um, as a business page, you know, you always want to be, that's the only link you have. You want to be driving traffic to your website. Um, As a business page, you do have the options for call in the email now, which is awesome. But if you're in a personal setting, that's your only opportunity to get somebody to, to get click and there. get them over to your platform. So make sure that you are nailing it on what you're trying to say and do on your page. Yeah. Um, if you go I'm, on I'm some gonna, of these like young people, like Brad said, you'll have a ton of emojis and you're like, what is going <laughs> on here? You know, I don't know. So just just clean it up a bit. 
Yeah, just clean it up. And I, and I, and I think we just drifted a little bit into uh, episode three, but that's okay about conversion. Um, but yeah, I think a, a part of your of the content of your feed, it all starts with a bio. So there's just go look at a bunch of people's bios and for sure the business um, robs some space. So I just went, went over and looked at yours, John, absolutely, because it makes you say like that you're a local business, then yep. it gives you the call and the email, right? And, and I, you know, kind of because you've got your email, but you've also got the clickable. So it's like, uh, you know, it's it's kind of interesting because I kind of agree with that because I think if a business is coming to look for you, they're not going to email you on their phone. They're going to do it on their desktop. So and they're going to copy paste it. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. So well, it, another thing too is, and I'll let you get right back to it. I'm constantly changing mine because I am a business and absolutely. I'm trying to see what works. So that's actually a recent addition for mine, and I mimicked it off of another business that I think is doing very well. Um, so that's why I threw that in there. And that's another thing about your bio. You need to be updating it. Stay on top of it. If things are moving and changing, got to be moving and changing that too. Absolutely. So it all starts with the bio, right? And uh, you can make it just kind of set the stage for your feed. Once you get in there, you know, and John, you're, you're absolutely right about that consistency. I'll go a step further. So you talked about kind of consistency week to week, but even picture to picture. So one of the, if you go and look through my feed and, and I've probably strayed a little bit, honestly, um, but if you go and look at my feed, especially back in the old feed, you'll just, you'll see just, and it's easy for woodworking too, right? But it's very uh, warm. There's very warm tones on it because, you know, I'm mainly shooting wood, but I'm having like, I like a wood background or and I try to shoot, uh, I try to shoot the photo in a way that it highlights the wood and downplays kind of any of that extraneous stuff, unless I have like a full shop shot or something like that. Um, but where like, as you're scrolling through the feed, you just kind of go, oh, wow. Yeah, I can see like, I don't have any like bright neons in here or, or anything like that. My feed for a long time was pretty inconsistent with the type of shot I put out there. And that came down to me learning how to use a camera. I mean, I know both of us, uh, this you know, segueing into the next part, but both of us shoot on DSLRs and upload to the app. Um, so when I was you know, starting out, I was shooting on my phone or, and then I would shoot like beauty shots when I take a delivery on my DSLR and post those. So my feed looked ridiculous because it was all over the place. And I would have, uh, you know, a, um, a lower pixelated photograph from my cell phone posted And this. I mean, I, this might've been iPhone five, four, four, four plus or five days, but, um, so they're not as good as they are now. And then that sitting next to a high resolution 1080 DSLR photograph, it makes your feed looks extremely inconsistent. Um, and I think that's one of the you know next important concepts of you know, getting your feed cleaned up is that shot quality and in how to get better shot quality. I know one huge game changer for me um, was converting to a DSLR. And, and I yeah. picked up a, um, a Canon T3i. I about five, six years ago now. And, um, I just started to, you know, figure out how to use the camera. And, and I, that took a lot of time and, um, because I'm stubborn and refuse to like go take a class or whatever. <laughs> but, um, once you start learning it, you can really start to get a sense for it. So, um, going back to what you said about the warm shots of the wood in your photos, mine are a little, I try to keep my photos like as raw looking as possible. I think it fits my brand and fits my image. So when you look at my stuff, you can see a lot of graining, a lot of grit, and my photos are kind of consistent across that, that way. And when I post other people's stuff, um, 
it really does jump out, like you said, on Follow Friday. And and we both do really love to help the build the community and are constantly posting awesome work that we see out there too. Um, but so you can see the difference in how we shoot compared to others. But I uh, that was one thing that really changed the game for me is when I started took the leap from shooting on my cell phone to shooting on a DSLR. And I, I know both of us highly recommend that if you really want to take Instagram and Instagram growth serious is, you know, making the investment in yourself in your time and in the camera itself to shoot on a higher resolution, um, camera. And then there's, you know, editing and, and, and video and all that stuff that goes into, it. I'll let you touch on that a little bit. But, um, that one big game changer for me that I think is, you know, a very crucial part to stepping your game up and, and big growth is getting uh, a DSLR, a high resolution camera. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously we're talking about growing a business, right? So this is not going to be like if you if you're a hobbyist and you're just trying to grow it for whatever, it probably doesn't make sense to go out and spend four or five hundred bucks on, on a camera, um, even though, you know, it'd be great if you could. Right. You could probably go get a T3i right now for super cheap, like off Craigslist or something. Yeah, but, like 200 bucks. Yeah. Mine's but, for sale. Who wants to buy it? <laughs> 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 There'll be a link. John's bio link T3i for sale. 200 bucks. Uh, yeah. So absolutely. That was a, a big thing for me. And What's nice now, and I think we both transitioned a while back. Um, I mean, the cool thing is now, right? I mean, the, the iPhone 7, uh, mm-hmm. the the new you know Samsung Galaxy. S8 coming out. Absolutely. Like, the cameras on those are ridiculous these Wicked. days. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Google released the Pixel, which they made just for shooting photos for social. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So there are, right? So so maybe you can, you can get some really awesome stuff. But I think what to go along with that, I'll, I'll just build on that, John, is not just – the, it's the end game. The end game is a shot that looks professional. Mm-hmm. And one way to do that is to have a, a, a DSLR camera with a nice lens on it. You can have, you know, some bokeh on there, right, with a shallow depth of field. So if you look at a lot of my shots, they will have, uh, you know, that where the, the front, what's the subject is in focus, then everything's blurred out in the back, right? I, I really dig that shot. And that, that really resonates well. But um, you can even do that. Like, I think the iPhone, it has like a depth of field, like, like little setting that you just it's got pick whatever portrait now. So the portrait yeah. feature on iPhone is built to put bokeh into your photos. So, but little things like that, you know, that's what steps your game up and, and you nailed it with that. Absolutely. So go in there and look at it. And that's one of the things, you know, John and I were just talking about kind of before we got started was, um, you know, what are those things that really got us there? And one is, is don't take just one picture either, right? When you're looking at it, uh, you want to take a few pictures, like take a few angles and then throw them in the phone. Because also, even on the camera, I don't know about you, John, but when I'm taking it on the camera and I'm looking through the viewfinder, um, I'm taking some shots, but I'm just kind of clicking away. And, you know, I can shoot a ton. Sometimes I shoot more, sometimes I shoot less. But I think at a minimum, I'm I'm shooting at least three. At least three. And, you know, these days I know pretty well. I know what I like. I know what the angles are. I know it does well. Um, but as you're just trying to feel it out, take different angles, you know, and mm-hmm. and look at it. Um, you know, just a quick hack that I learned from uh, it was a photography class I had at a conference was, uh, especially if you're shooting furniture pieces, shoot from your waist. Don't yeah. actually shoot from your waist like <laughs> John Wayne, but like get yeah. down <laughs> so your camera is at the level of your waist. And that angle is very pleasing because when you look at, you know, when you look at shots, like just 
pay attention to that as you go out and look at some of those. But uh, that's a really good angle for shooting furniture. Uh, and that's what it's all about, right, is looking at, you know, how does it look if I show more of the top or if I show more of the base and I'm shooting from the corner? Well, what if I'm shooting 10 degrees more to the left? And all those things just add up. And the cool thing about Instagram that we talked about last week is you can get that instant feedback. And mm-hmm. you can see, oh, my gosh, like this one just got 300 likes and my last photo got 100 likes. Like, what did I do differently between those? So yeah. use that as a constant feedback mechanism to kind of hone in on uh, what your voice is on your channel, as well as what resonates with your audience. Yeah, for sure. And then um, the next step is going to be if you do jump up to um using a DSLR, or even if you are shooting on one of the high quality phones that are out there now, is that understanding of lighting, of autofocus, of manual focus, of the ISO aperture, those things essentially are all different ways in the basic, most basic term. And now I'm not a photographer at all, so don't quote me here, but ways to pull light in and either brighten or dim parts of the photograph is as basic as I've learned it. And, and what you're trying to do is create consistency there. Um, for how you like your stuff to, to, to be shot. Um, for me, I'm always <laughs> having to battle, um, the ISO and, and aperture because I have an open door to my garage, inconsistent overhead lighting. And when the doors open, a cloud comes by and my lighting completely different, from right. shot to shot, to, <laughs> especially when I'm shooting video. So um, right. I'm constantly trying to battle that. And, and one thing I learned that really started to help was, um, learning to edit and post. And I think that's a, a big next step for a lot of people that they'll see a, a lot of the pros are doing like, yeah, guys, we all love looking at all of these foodie blogs and all these foodie Instagrams, but those guys are editing all those photographs in post and, and that's why they look so beautiful. So for me, you know, it was, it was downloading a trial with, with Lightroom and the Adobe suite and learning how to use it. And I really found that there's some great presets in there that helped my photos go to the next level as well as, you know, those slider tools. And what's awesome is Instagram in, included those now into the platform. So you can Absolutely. shoot, you know, you can shoot a bunch of angles and then, go ahead and edit them right on Instagram and save them. Look at them in your camera roll and pick the one you like the best. And that'll get you from step one to step two of looking like you're shooting a lot more professional. Um, and, and that is one, you know, little tip that I definitely notice on other people's, um, accounts when they're asking me for feedback and they're asking me to follow them as I go and look, it's like, are these guys putting in the effort to, you know, take quality photographs. And can I tell that this is edited in post because the guys that are doing it, they do have better photographs. They do have a better following. They do have better interaction. And it's because people take notice of it, even subconsciously. It's, you know, you can see people putting more time into it instead of just running and gunning as we, we like to use that term a lot, but running and gunning and throwing something up there with, you know, bad lighting or no bokeh or no, no, you know, uh, no editing done. So you can do a lot of editing post either on your DSLR on the, um, on your laptop, desktop, or in the app as well. So I think that's one of the crucial next steps to, you know, stepping up your game in order to start getting some real, real growth on your, on your IG. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, uh, and that's what I do. I, I don't hardly, I'll post edit my beauty shots, like the ones that I'm doing for the blog, uh, or for the thumbnail on YouTube. But other than that, I do it all in the app. I will mm-hmm. download it. So I've got a, a 70D Canon and it's got Wi-Fi. So I just connect to that, put them on my camera and then edit in the app. So I'll put it in Instagram 
And and just as a little hack, so my favorite when I go to edit a photo, um, my favorite apps to or my fa- I do not use any filters. I don't know. Do do you use any filters, John? I do not. I do not. I edit everything in post actually in Lightroom because I'm 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 typically posting most of my photographs um to my website as well. So gotcha. Yeah. So if you if you go out, you know the two that I use probably the most uh, when you go down there. I don't use the filters, but when you go in, you can see. Uh, all the different things down there between the adjust, right? So you can, if you shot the picture slightly off, then you can adjust the horizon, you know, move it left to right. So let your lines are straight. Um, I'll use that one to, to crop, but the one I use probably the most is the shadows. So a little known feature on there, the shadows, if you're a little dark, you can hit that shadows and take that over to the right a little bit and it will give you some good light. So if your mm-hmm. lighting is not quite up to par, you can do that. And then a way I've found to to really offset that because it'll kind of blow it out a little bit. It, it just makes it a little overexposed is then you go back and you hit. They used to they call it Lux, but it's that top button right at the very top in the center above your picture. It's not down with the other edits. You hit that Lux and you move that over, you know, over to about 70 or so. And it's almost like it just completely offsets it. And that just allows you to, to add some fill light that looks really natural. So those are just two things that I use um, quite a bit uh, whenever I have a shot that's not quite lit the way I want it, but I don't want to go back and reshoot it. I'll just edit it right there in the app. So absolutely, um, if you're not going to edit and post in something like Lightroom, uh, there are some great tools in the editing part of the Instagram app. So, you know, all those things together, I think what we're trying to hit on obviously is the way it looks. And I think the last thing we'll just hit on real quick is about like the sizing, right? One thing that uh, I was talking to, to, to John about even, I mean, this is only what, a couple months ago? Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Was um, the the ratio of your photos, right? So you can shoot your photos in landscape. And if you're shooting three to two and you shoot in landscape and you put that up, uh, Instagram does give you the option to, to crop it to a square one-to-one or to leave it in landscape. If you leave a photo in landscape, three to two, no matter how good the resolution, uh, it will take up less of the screen and you will get less detail. You can still zoom in now, that's a cool thing they've added, but you know who the heck zooms in? Like most people are not zooming in. No. So to get the most impact, uh, you know, we're gonna recommend that you absolutely post in a one-to-one ratio, you know, 1080 by 1080, whatever it is you're shooting at, uh, so that it gives the most impact. And also, if you're not going to shoot that, if you're going to shoot wide, and I do it sometimes just because, you know, something really wide that I need to have that extra space for and it just doesn't look right if I don't, um, or tall, the same thing, is make sure that you think about and look at what does that look like when it is square? Because when people are going through the Explore feed, it's the preview is always going to be square until they click on it. Right. So if you have something where it's a really wide shot, but the focus of what you're showing is either on the left or the right, people aren't going to catch that. Or if it's cut off, you want people to be able to draw, be drawn in by the small thumbnail. So shooting that one to one is really going to help you out. Yeah. And once you get a feel for it, like you said, you'll start to see how you can set up the bigger shots so that when it is in search or on the feed, it still looks great until it's clicked on. And so like, like I referenced before, if you go onto the Instagram account, a lot of theirs are in one-to-one, but they do have bigger photographs and you'll see they make sure that that focal point of the photograph is what's showing up on the feed. And it's not like the bottom corner and then you want to blow the whole thing up. So, um, 
to a good way to get started is exactly what Brad said, which is one to one or 1080 to 1080. If you're talking pixels and you're editing in post, you can set up a, um, a template real easy in Lightroom or Photoshop, drop your picture right in and it'll show you the, the window and then download it as a JPEG and upload that bad boy. And, and you'll really start to see a lot more consistency on how your feed looks and, and you'll be happy with it too. I mean, I promise. So when I started doing that, I got better results and, uh, every Instagram marketing course that I've taken, they all suggest it. Um, it's because the platform likes it. And so if you, if you want to win, you got to do what the platform does. You can't, you can't bend it to your will. You got to bend to it. Absolutely. So I think, you know, we spent a lot of time on that because I think that's the most important thing is the quality. Now, you know, there's something to be said also for like John, what you were saying for the raw piece of it. So, uh, what I've seen is there are accounts out there who tell a good story. So it's not all about the picture, right? Because it's mm -hmm. also about the caption and it's about, you know, what is your voice, not only your pictorial voice, but your editorial voice in the, what you're writing. So, you know, if you're a great storyteller or if you're super funny, then you can make up for, for those pictures too, or maybe that's just your style that it's like, that's what it is. And you're all about, uh, just having a total raw thing, but you're telling these stories, and if that's what your audience is resonating with, then stick with that. So yeah. again, just figure out what your some, audience likes and go with it. Some of the biggest accounts out there do nothing but post quotes. And it's just, it's consistent. It's what they do. It's how their business works. And, it, and it's good. And I mean, it's not essentially a photograph. It's a quote, it's, you know, a visual, but it's not, you know, a beauty shot of you know, a piece of furniture or a waterfall or a butterfly or something. It's a quote. <laughs> So cats, cats. it's all about the cats. Yes. But it's, you know, it's well done. It's edited. It's sized properly and it's extremely consistent. And those parts still pay um, dividends on, you know, for, 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 for the individuals who are running those accounts. And, and I think it all goes back to what we were just talking about in that whole content section. Absolutely. So, yeah. And speaking of consistency, like, right, that's the next stage is to be consistent in how you post, not what you post, but how you post. So we're talking about timing, right? I think we hit on this a little bit last week, but the number one thing about consistency is the more you post, the more you're in front of people, the more followers you're going to get. That's just the name of the game, right? So, so saying, okay, like, let's just take for granted that your content's good. If your content, if you have the most just smoking content, but you post once a week, <laughs> yeah. your growth is not going to be <laughs> what you want it to be. Right. So the kind of like having good content, uh, the way I think about it, like that's your ticket to get in the game that gets you there. And then you've got to earn it and, and generate new content. So being able to take the things that you're doing, whether, whether it's your bills, your in process, your beauty shots and link those together to tell a story, whether that's just the story of, hey, here's what I'm building this week, or if you're trying to tell a larger story, but that you need to hit that uh, in a consistent manner. So whatever that looks like for you. So you might start once a week, you might start every other day. Um, but for me, and that's how I started, when I started posting once a day is when I really started seeing a little bit of growth. When I was every other day, I was just like, oh, when I think about it, I'll post. Um, it, it would be all over the place, right? I'd pick up 20 followers one day, I'd pick up 50 followers another day, you know, that'd get a really good picture and I might pick up a hundred followers, right? It'd be like, oh man, this is awesome. And this is at this point, you know, I was probably in 15, 20,000 range, something like that. So I already had a sizable, uh, audience, but when I went to one a day, that's when I really started seeing the dividends. Uh, and it started being very consistent that I would be picking up, you know, those almost a hundred a day. Mm -hmm. And I, and I saw that and you know, you can see that in the metrics, 
Uh, and then going forward even more, I said, OK, well, hey, if one a day is great, <laughs> two a day would be even better. And so back, I think it was back in uh, November of 2015, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is I said, I'm going to do it two a day. And I just committed. Uh, and man, it takes it. There's times, right? There, there's times where I forced it faux show, like I'm just taking yeah. pictures of something. But posting two times a day uh, takes it to a whole nother level. And John, you, you know, you were saying that too before we started, right? That's when you started seeing your growth as well. Like really seeing good, consistent growth was when you went to two a day. Yeah, and, and everything else we've touched on, it all I think is a building blocks to this part. The I think the most effective way to grow your platform is to be consistent with your posting. And once I started posting once a day, I got great, great results. And, and, um, the minute that you suggested going to two a day, I watched it double. And I mean, it is, it sounds so simple, but it's honestly that easy. It, it F- was, find I think a way mine to create content, too. find yeah. a way to create content, um, around what you're doing, because once you get the creative juices flowing on, like what your, whatever your platform or excuse me, your Instagram is, you know, is portraying, you can find great ways to post content, um, and definitely get at at minimum two, two posts a day. Um, everyone that asks me for help with growing their channel, that's the first thing I tell them because all the other stuff we've touched on, those are the building blocks to do it. But if you did the work to do all of that and you don't want to post you know, at least once a day, you're, you, you're wasting your time because this is where you can really jump off and, and take it to the next level. So I start with telling people, you know, post once a day and I get <laughs> all kinds of, Oh my God, it's so hard. Like, how do you do it? I'm like, I post twice a day. What do you mean? They're like, yeah, but you do it all day long. I was like, you own an entire warehouse full of inventory and run a business. And you're telling me that there's not two things cool going on every day <laughs> when, with your 62 employees that you have, you know, like, come on. And, and, but that's how, when you break it down, that's how simple it can be. So, um, from, from whether it's, you know, I, I highly suggest going to once a day. I mean, I'll just say it that if you want good results, start posting consistently, start posting once a day. Um, but on, but more subtly, like Brad touched on earlier, if you want, if you can only post once every two days, once every three days, just make sure you're doing it on a consistent basis. So if you're posting in the morning, post at 9am every time. If you post in the evening, post at whatever time you choose in the evening yeah. every time. Um, and then you know, no, like set an alarm on your phone or whatever it might be and be consistent about that. I know me personally, I, um, I'm constantly changing and trying to see what works best for me. And, you know, we'll get into analytics here in a second, but looking at my analytics, you know, 9am is the best time for me to post in the morning and about six to 7pm is the best time for me to post in the evenings. And because I'm posting twice a day, I've been trying to hit those time slots pretty consistently. Um, I used to be a seven and seven, um, and then I started seeing that a lot of the the gap in my content was hurting my um, hurting my hurting my growth more than the you know the time that I was posting in the peak on right. the analytics. So I guess we'll segue into it. Um, both you and I are you know cons- constantly looking at the analytics of our channels. You in particular. Um, if you want to touch on that or if you want to go back and touch on something else. Yeah, just I was real, that, real quick, real quick. I wanted just to hit on because I think there's a lot of folks that just went, oh, yeah, that would be great, John, but I'm not full time. Right. Yeah. I don't have and I don't have a warehouse. So I want to hit on that real quick. Of just <laughs> Right. So so I'm, I'm running the side hustle, man. Like I am doing this part time 
all you folks that just tuned out and were like, man, I wish I could do that. Uh, hold up. Uh, so I leave my house at 7 a.m. to go to my full-time job. I get home at 6 p.m. Uh, so like John was saying, the seven and seven, that's what I do. I do, my evening one is a little more fluid, but I do pretty much 7 a.m. every day, uh, right before I leave. And then I do, you know, somewhere in the range of six to eight, let's call it. And it, it just depends. Uh, honestly, I, I do a lot of it hand to mouth. So I am not a super forward planner. Uh, I do not use later or buffer or any of these other schedulers, which we didn't really talk about, but that is a great way to be consistent is to use a scheduler. Um, if you, if you have enough content where you can load that up beforehand. Uh, but yeah, so you can do this if you are part time, if you are running a side business, you can still do this. So do not think that, oh, these guys are great because at, at posting twice a day, because that's all they're doing is woodworking. That's not the case for me. Uh, and, you know, John's got it way easier because he is just building stuff constantly um, for the for the job. Right. That's what his business is. Uh, but you can still do this working part time. So I just wanted to hit on that because I know that's where a lot of people, like you say, they'll tune out. and They'll go, oh, man, like I, I can't do it. Like I I only get my shop three times a week. Well, may, maybe you do, but there's other things you can post too. Like it doesn't have to be about what you're working on that minute. You could, uh, you know, like you were saying, some of the throwback Thursday, some of these other things, and just asking questions, um, talking about some of the tools that you like, the in-process mm -hmm. shots, all that stuff. So um, don't think that posting twice a day is unreachable, but also don't let it freak you out. Work up to it. Don't think you have to get there tomorrow. If you're posting once a week right now, right now do not try to go to twice a day, right? <laughs> Build up. Build up to it because if you do, you'll fail. So take it in steps, take it in in small bites, eat the elephant one bite at a time, and get there. And then over the course of a month, maybe you can build up to twice a day. And if you can't, if you can only do once a day, that's great. Like John said, you know, you do what works for you because that's the worst thing that you can also do is feel overwhelmed and then just bail out and go, this isn't working for me. Uh, you got to stick with it and do what works for you, and then keep, but keep pushing yourself and keep trying to get there. Yeah. Um, and you don't ever want to sacrifice the quality of the content either. And so, Absolutely. like, yeah, I, I do, you know, I do do this full time and my phone's in my hand all day long, but I only post photographs from my DSLR and I don't have that with me. And three days of the week, I'm out on job sites quoting, I'm meeting with clients and, you know, I can't just take pictures of me and my clients chilling in a room at their house <laughs> and they're in the middle of a remodel because <laughs> it doesn't work like that. So I, you know, I, I essentially, I backlog it. Um, based on what we were talking about earlier with taking multiple angle shots. If you go back, yeah. you can see I'll get multiple angles of stuff and, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll post that over the course of time that I know I'm not going to be able to get into my shop. So even if it's you know one or two days, one thing you and I learned from studying other accounts and studying the numbers behind it is you can take three, four or five angles of the same piece and they'll, you could get two or three very, very high quality, very well um, accepted pieces of content. You would think the audience, your audience wouldn't want to see the same thing three times in a row, but people do, you know, they, they like, it. if it's great, if it's a good piece of content, your audience won't mind and they'll still enjoy it. And that's, that's one way you can start posting more often is take a, you know, take the waistline shot, Brad mentioned, take an overhead shot and then take a side angle shot. That's three pieces of content for one build. Absolutely. And, and Take a detail. Yeah. Take it's a close up. But I think the other thing, which is important too, John, uh, is especially now, right? Since Zuckerberg decided he was just going to squash everybody is yeah. that, uh, yeah. now then they kill everything with the algorithm, right? So mm -hmm. if you're posting those four things, guess what? 
half your audience isn't going to see two of them. Oh, half, at a half three quarters. You know, you're 10% at a minimum. Yeah. Right. So and I'm just, and if they're, just if they're accepted back, well, you know, that's right. when the more people start to see them. That's how the that's algorithm when they works. Push them. Exactly. And so that's, you know, I'm just looking back here at, at some of my photos and you can kind of look at impressions and this will kind of segue this into the analytics piece. But um, a nice thing that you can go in the insights and see how many impressions you have, how much reach, you know, as I go back and look at the reach on some of mine, um, for the ones that are just kind of, yeah, you know, they're, they're decent posts. They're just kind of average posts. Let's say they only reach about a quarter of my audience. Yeah. So my reach, Incredible. when I, when I go back and look, I am, it's actually kind of interesting. I haven't looked at this in a bit, but I am almost dead on a quarter of my audience for all the picks, like for an average pick. Some of the beauty shots go a little bit higher. Um, so that's the other thing. Like, don't think that as especially as you get bigger, right? Because you're thinking, oh, I think you have this mindset that I, I can't show that again because people are going to get sick of it. Mm-hmm. Um, just what you said, man, have, have the different things and repurpose it. But yeah, if you're not, if you're using Instagram as a business, talking about the analytics, um, you should sign up for a business profile. And all you have to do to do that is get a Facebook page. So you have to have a Facebook page and that's how you get the business profile. Uh, if you don't have a Facebook page, if you hate Facebook, just set it up and link it just for the sheer fact to get your Instagram analytics. You don't have to do anything with it. It just has to be there. And that's just one of the requirements, right? So once you link that up, then it unlocks all these features uh, about analytics where you can see you know, who you're following is uh, from a from a numbers perspective, you can see your growth for the week. So when I'm scrolling across the top, right, you can see impressions, you can see reach, you can see profile views, website clicks, uh, and that's just kind of general. And you can see John mentioned earlier followers. It shows you when your followers are active by hour of the day. And it even shows you that for different days of the week. So there's like all this great information that you can get. So if you're not doing a business account, um, you should do that just for the analytics of being able to give you feedback of how your photos are doing and which ones are resonating, which ones have good reach above and beyond just looking at the likes. Yeah, for sure. And and I feel like if you're trying to do anything correctly, um, you have to study what's working and re-implement it and focus on it while you get better at the things that aren't working. That goes from you know sports to to life. Um, so applying it to Instagram is super easy, um, especially now with the insights. Now there are tools outside of the platform that you and I are big fans of um, that do give great analytics as well. One of them being a website called Social Blade that you and I have been using for a long time now, and it, it essentially, I mean. It's not the best, but it tracks your followers and you can see uh, how many posts you did per day and how many followers you gained or lost on that day. The, um, the use of little analytic tools like this really help you to dive back into your content and see what's working and see what's actually helping uh, push growth. Um, and the, the next, I guess the next step up from that would be Iconosquare. And uh, Iconosquare is a, we'll have links for for all of this too for you guys, but uh, Iconosquare is another great app that you can get the free service or a paid service and it'll give you a ton of information on your Instagram uh, strictly and, and it lets you see everything from uh, post reach to post engagement to, you know, I don't even, I, because the analytics are so good on Instagram now, I don't check mine as often, but you, you can get a ton of insight and 
because that's a new feature. You know, Brad and I have been using that tool for years and, and I suggest it for any, I suggest, you know, getting into the analytics of, um, of anything, if you want to get better at it, it's, it's the the best way to study and, and learn. Yeah. And that one is, uh, Iconoscore is a paid, it used to be free. Then they went to paid, uh, mine hasn't renewed in a while. I think when it renewed the last time was maybe 30 bucks for a year, yeah, 40 bucks for a year, somewhere or something. around there. Yeah. Um, but, and so, <laughs> so John, you know that I am a big, just nerd at heart. And like, I love the analytics. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to hard- call you out. I, I know, I know, out, but well, I'm, I'm going to go there. So like with a hardcore <laughs> passion, um, I love the analytics. And so I, the, the thing that I love about Iconosquare is that it gives you a daily recap of what happened the day before. So every morning I get an email from them and it says, you know, here's how many followers you picked up, here's how many you lost, and and here's your your net. Uh, and because I'm such a data nerd, since I've been on that, uh, I have been taking those and every day, I don't do it every day anymore, but I'll go back and I will enter it into my spreadsheet. So I have my own because <laughs> who needs online tools when you can do it in Excel is what I say. So I have it all down here. I've got my daily, I've got my average seven, my rolling seven, my rolling 30. Uh, and I've even gone as far as to go into, and, and they do this on Social Blade as well. So I, I, I kind of felt bad when I saw that. I was like, dadgummit, I set up this huge spreadsheet and now they're just doing that for you. <laughs> but yeah. like, maybe that's not your gig. Maybe you're not an Excel junkie like me. Um, but these other sites will do that for you. But the thing I like about tracking it myself is that I can also get a little more granular, uh, and tell, and just kind of look at things and kind of compare it to, uh, what, what was happening in prior years. Cause that's the other thing too, John, is that I know that we've both talked about it and I know we've like really gotten into it over the past month or even month and a half, two months is that, uh, it seems like just the total growth around the channel has just contracted a bit. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it was like, we were running and it was like, man, I used to pick up, you know, a couple hundred people like every day, two, 300 people. And then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, and it just kind of came in. Yeah. And so I think that's the other thing about the growth is that, uh, it's just like, uh, Google SEO search engine optimization is that you're at the mercy. We're all at the mercy of Instagram and of Facebook and the algorithm and what they choose to push and what they choose not to push. So that go, all goes back to this insights and looking at what works. And so when you find something that works, do more of that, whether that's um, a certain type of picture, a certain time of day, um, a certain hashtag, a video versus a picture, um, the carousel, like look at that, see what resonates because Instagram, it'll give you the tips. It'll tell you, Hey, we like that because you can look at it and you'll, in the insights, when you look at the reach, when that reach is higher, that means, yeah, we like that. Do more of that, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. And sometimes it's hard to see that. Sometimes it's hard to, to understand it. But as you start testing and trying and, you know, John, like you said, even messing with your bio, trying to just mess around and just, you, you have to, you have to constantly, if you really want to grow, you have to take constant, uh, pulse of your channel and of what's working and make sure you're changing. Absolutely. And I think that's a great tip for anything in business is never become stagnant and always trying to be getting better. And what's awesome is Instagram's constantly getting better. So it's giving us opportunity to get better. And, uh, and I, I love the fact that we're now able to have on application analytics. So wrapping up, you know, our, our really beefy and we could probably go on for another hour here, but 
our, our conversation, you know, our, our homework and our hit points on this one are, are really, really some key insights that you and I, I know have used daily and are super passionate about, um, touching on the last point that we made, you know, analytics, make sure that you guys are going out there and finding a way to study your analytics. Now, this is if you really want to grow. I mean, if you want to be lazy about it, go ahead and just start trying to do little <laughs> things here and there. But if you want to win, you have to put the time in. And I mean, you got to remember, I come from a sports background. If you don't know the playbook, you can't go on the field and play. So um, Tell it an- to them, bro. analytics all day. Um, when I jumped on to learning analytics, it really, really, really helped me get better on the platform. Um, so homework assignment for analytics you know, go download social blade. It's free. It doesn't do anything to hinder your life or make it, (laughs) make it difficult. Download social blade or sign up for a Facebook page for your business and start studying your analytics, see what's working, see what isn't. And if you really want to take a jump, um, go and pay for the service for Icono square. I highly suggest using all three, but start somewhere and give it a shot. You're really gonna, really gonna dig the results. Absolutely. And I'd say go go to social, go to your desktop and go to socialblade.com because Social Blade, they do have an app that kind of stinks. Um, but if you go to the website, if you do it on mobile, it is not mobile optimized. So go on your desktop and go to socialblade.com uh, and and use it there. That's the best way to do it. It's it's a bit jankety, but if you do it on your desktop, it'll be it'll be good. So yeah, so building on that, right? The analytics, we'll, we'll give them one more piece of homework too, is go through and look at your feed. Uh, we talked about it early on, right? So a piece of the of the content, really look at your feed and clean out stuff that you don't think goes with the rest of your feed. Go through there. And that's another thing that I learned too, is like, you know, don't be scared to delete stuff, man. Even if it's got, even if it's got some likes, like if it's, or delete the stuff that doesn't have the likes, right? If you're going to go back in there, if you want to clean it up because you just don't feel that it really represents, you know, the way you want your feed to be, delete it. I mean, it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to, because nobody's going back and looking at those really anyway. Yep. Um, so go back there and do that. So what do you think, John? Is that, yeah, is that I mean, a good I, one for the homework? One more, uh, just a little tidbit on the cleaning up your feed is just using more intentional shots, guys. If you're um, going to put the time in to try to grow on the platform, you know, using that one-to-one ratio or making sure that your photos are, are centered and you're doing some back-end editing – all of that goes back into making sure you have a cleaner feed and touching on the first couple, first half hour, I guess you could say, of this uh, of the podcast today. And and uh, I think that'll you know really help you to take the start building those blocks to to get you to be the account you want to be and start start winning on the Instagram platform. Absolutely, yeah. And so, guys, we just love to hear your feedback on this too. John's going to give you some info here on how you can get in touch with us. Uh, but we really want to hear your stories. And what I'm really looking forward is to hearing some of the success stories, man. You know, like a couple of weeks from now, a couple of months from now, hearing back on folks who have implemented this stuff and and what it's done for them. Yeah, no doubt. And and uh, please let us know uh, how you guys are winning. You know, we love love knowing what's working for other people because we're all in this together. We're giving you guys information. Give it right back. If something's working for you and you're noticing there's something that's going on on the platform, hit us up. Let us know. We uh, gave you guys a hashtag last week for uh, posting behind the scenes stuff. So let's hear what you guys are doing this week. And, and I, uh, I'll leave that up to Brad. Brad, you got a hashtag for him this week that we could uh, we could, we could give him to see if there's um, what's working for these guys. It's it's a little bit different because it's uh, kind of more of a comment. But, but what do you got? That's your uh, – I like it, dude. Uh, Yeah, I know. I'm going to go with uh, MFP, grow my IG. 
Yeah, I like it. I like it. Hashtag MFP grow my IG and let us know what's working for you guys. Um, and then make sure you guys are tuning in for next week. Uh, I'm super pumped about next week, bro. I can't, I mean, oh, yeah. the, the conversion, the conversion. Ooh, Oh that's, yeah. that's where we start talking dollar signs, man. And that's, that's what we're all in this for. So make sure you guys are tuning in next week. Awesome. All right, man. Good talking with you. Awesome, brother. I'll, I'll catch you on the next one. All right. So thank you guys for checking out the show. If you'd like any more information, you can head over to madeforprofit.com. We'll have our show notes as well as our email list subscription you can sign up for. There you'll receive tips of the week as well as all of our other actionable content. If you're digging the show, we'd love to get a five-star review over on iTunes, and we would greatly appreciate that. If you have any other questions or suggestions, you can email us at madeforprofitpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love any of your input as well as any of your future show topic suggestions. You can hit us up on Instagram at madeforprofit, where we will be answering your questions and giving out tips to help you grow on your own social networks. So once again, we really want to thank you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next episode.